sitting on a beanbag, which I think are one of the world's most dreadful items ever, especially when it comes to standing up. And um, I have windows sort of behind me, uh, which look onto other flats because I'm in Harrogate. Uh, and I didn't want to let my devoted followers down. An out of London special, so to speak. Welcome to episode 136 of Mr. Burt Pods. Yeah, I um, got into a bit of a flim-flam about whether to come up to Harrogate or not, having got about halfway through the last show and thinking, I just need to get away from everybody in every sec. Uh, I'll go up to Harrogate in the two weeks I haven't got any work. And uh, then the nearer that got, the more unsure I was uh, how it was going to go. I decided I was going to go, but I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Uh, but in the, yeah, so in the end, I arranged it all done and I'm here. <clears throat> so I'm staying uh, in, a, in a flat with beanbags, uh, which sounds worse than it is actually. Uh, and the person who owns the flat is probably listening to this. Um, so I grew up with uh, this person uh, who lived in the next road and uh, we got back in touch properly. I can't even remember how. Anyway, we got back in touch and uh, whenever I came or we came up to see mum and dad, we'd uh, either stay with these people in their house in Paderbridge or uh, we'd stay somewhere else and see them anyway. I'm making this sound so dull and boring. Uh, I don't know really why I'm, I'm managing to do that. Anyway, so for various complicated reasons, they uh, have a flat uh, in London. No, they don't. They have a flat in Harrogate. Uh, which they have emptied of personages uh, for a couple of days for me, which is very, 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 very kind of them. So, um, yes, so it has been a normal Monday as much as I could. Uh, I got up, uh, I did yoga, I had no yoga mat. I was umming and ahhing about, do I bring the yoga mat? Didn't bring my yoga mat, so I did it on a rug. Uh, and I'm on, you'll be thrilled to know I'm on, uh, 30 Days with Adrian Centre, day eight, 17, which was called Move, which I know, uh, obviously you move in yoga, but she did have reasons. Uh, it was quite a nice one, actually, because uh, I drove up yesterday, so I'm very, very, it was a very long journey, partly because you get up the A1 and realise that there's hardly anywhere to charge electric cars, so that got a bit... Not stressful, but just a bit I could have done without having to, anyway. So, um, and then I went for a run around the Strait. Now, for those of you who don't know Harrogate, which is the majority of listeners, the Stray is, I was to me, the Stray is nothing. It's just something I grew up with and I don't think twice about. But if you're new to Harrogate, it's just beautiful, I suppose, because I don't think there's any other town, might be wrong, in the country that has anything like the Strait, which is basically... Um, now, what is it? I've got 100 acres in my head. I think it's bigger than that. It's basically this very large area of grass, sort of around the inner edge of the town. Um, some of it in large expanses, some of it in smaller bits. Um, that's just basically grass and you can't do anything with it. You can't build on it. I don't think you can graze animals on it. Uh, you can play football or you can walk and run and you know you can do recreational things, but that's all. It's extraordinary. 
Uh, and it's only now I sit and think about it. <laughs> it is extraordinary. It's the, one of those things that you grow up with something and you don't think twice about it. So um, I had a run around the stray, which is lovely because the sun is beautiful today. Having said that, it's disappeared now. And um, it was cold and I forgot my second pair of running shorts, the ones that have pockets. So the flat keys went into my sock and I had to carry my phone all the way. Uh, but I managed it, it was fine. Uh, and I did it quite quickly actually because it was flat the whole way. I didn't realise how quickly I can run when I'm running flat. Uh, it's when the up and down hills of London, uh, my running area that uh, at the time on. So anyway, that was that. So let's go back. Uh, the week. It's been a quiet week. I finished the show, he says, looking at uh, Diary because he's got no recollection. Uh, I finished the show on last Thursday, he says, without any confidence whatsoever. And then, uh, I don't even know what day it is today. It's the 6th, isn't it? So I did a podcast last year. So I, and then went up to Manchester. I've mentioned all that, haven't I? I've got nothing in the diary. I've literally got nothing written in my diary for the 31st of January to the 6th of February. So presumably I've done absolutely nothing. Um, we did go and see... Well, it's just evenings. Oh, yes. Well, no, that's not quite true. I've done uh, quite a big piece of work for Damn Cheek. Darren asked me to do something, and apparently I ended up having a, as he described it, mini break slash uh, meltdown. Um, it's funny, isn't it, that whenever I do anything with Darren, I have uh, a minor breakdown, uh, and that never happened in the end. So I just had a breakdown and, and didn't even do the work. Someone else from Dan Cheek asked me to do something for them and I did them and there was absolutely that and there was absolutely no problem whatsoever. So that took a bit of time, but that was fine. Um, I've had some free evenings, that's all really, and a free Wednesday afternoon because it never mattered, eh? Uh, done no writing, what a surprise. Uh, watched, continued to watch American Horror Story Hotel most evenings uh, and otherwise... I just think I rested. It was actually nice having a week off the theatre. And then on Sunday, oh, and then we went on Friday, we went to see Babylon, the film. Now, Babylon is the film director who's Damien Chazelle, who did La La Land, which is one of my favourite films, and uh, The Eddie, if anyone saw that on Netflix, which is an absolutely brilliant, written by Jack Thorne, one of my absolute heroes. Um, in fact, Jack Thorne's got two plays coming up. I've got a whole spate of theatre coming up, which I'm very excited about. Uh, none of it has been booked. Uh, he's he wrote that, and it was set in a jazz jazz set in a jazz struggling jazz club in a rough area of Paris. Um, it's got the actor from Moonlight, one of the actors from Moonlight in it, one of the leads, and it's absolutely brilliant. And it's sort of uh, it's sort of structured and played like jazz improvisation uh, and the jazz players in it actually you would never know are, are not actors um everyone is so good in it it's just i absolutely loved it uh, it's sort of superficially a crime gangster thing but it isn't at all um it is like a piece of music and we went to see babylon which is his latest film which is about 1920s into 30s hollywood uh when sort of the end of silent era into the talking pictures um it's epic and overblown and has an amazing score and i have to say none of the critics 
the critics have been quite lukewarm about it, but no one mentions that the score is such an integral part of his films. I mean, then it's not a soundtrack. It's a score, almost like an opera. Um, and I absolutely love that about his films. And it's the same composer. So um, it's got a massive orgy type party for the first 30 minutes of it, which has got lots of tension, obviously. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, and it's got a, I said audacious ending. Other people did not agree with me on that one. But it's got a very unusual ending. And it's three hours and it's long. And um, I really enjoyed it, I have to say. Really good. And the person I went with uh, had seen the trailer previously and said they didn't want to go and see it and then suddenly expressed interest in going to see it. I don't know why. And they enjoyed it as well. So uh, it's long, it's big, it's bold, it's overblown, it's epic, it's very old fashioned, um, it's uh, melodramatic, uh, it's a love letter to Hollywood. Uh, it tries to have its cake and eat it, it tries to show Hollywood as being. The terrible place it was stroke is uh and the magical place it was stroke is uh it tries to have its cake and eat it as i suppose to some extent all critiques film critiques of hollywood it's very self-eating self-regarding isn't it self-consuming thing to do uh it doesn't quite succeed but um i love it i loved it i thought it was really really good so blah 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 then um uh that was that and then on sunday i can't remember what i did on saturday sunday i drove yesterday i drove up to harrogate so the car that took me about seven hours um i had to plan it really carefully because there's no well basically with onto the people that we <clears throat> get the car through they give you free bp pulse and free shower and a couple of other free things so i, I was having to find places where I could charge at those charges so I didn't have to pay any extra money because it's within the subscription fee. Uh, there are none on any of the motorway services. There are another company that do those because there's loads and loads and loads and loads of different companies. It's just too many. Um, so what did I end up doing? So I ended up parked because I can drive for about two. Well, after two hours, I stop anyway because it's too far. I drove to a shell, which was very exciting because there was a woman vomiting everywhere uh, behind me. Uh, so that was great. Stopped there for 20 minutes, half an hour, charged it up. And then the next place I stopped was a village, uh, a little village, well, a long village called Long Bennington, which had one charger outside its co-op. Uh, and I got there and then there was somebody there. So I drove off uh, then thought I was driving in the wrong direction, but I wasn't. Turned around drove back again to see the man coming out. So I managed to get that parked in there. My plan had been to stop a quarter past, I set off at 11.15, plan had been to stop and charge at 1.15 after two hours and eat while it was charging by this time, because uh, I, I just couldn't find anywhere to charge. It was decent to eat as well. It must have been about quarter past two or half past two or something anyway. I went to the local pub, they'd stopped, because it's the countryside, they'd stopped serving at two o'clock. Uh, I tried the next one, which was of a pub restaurant, 10 to 3, they stopped at three o'clock. Um, so she squeezed me in. I had the biggest, I've never eaten such a big meal in all my life. It was enormous. I just wanted a meal uh, just sort of to keep me going, like at services, you know. And uh, it was a three, two course, three course set menu roasts mostly 
So I ordered roast pork. It was um, it was like the staff were like pub staff, really lovely and friendly, and the restaurant was sort of quite ooshy wooshy. And um, anyway, I read about it, and apparently, what used to be a pub called Wheat Chief, and I suspect that the pub people have just stayed on and made it into a slightly upmarket, not upmarket, but you know, a nice restaurant. And um, I ordered the roast, and it turned up, and I thought, oh, well, actually, there's not very much on the plate. It's typical, isn't it? It looked like a bit of pork, some, uh, I think some mashed potato and um, a big Yorkshire pudding. I then lifted the slices of pork underneath which was hidden uh, mashed potato. Oh, uh, was hidden roast potatoes. So I had mashed potato, roast potatoes. There was a potato cake. Um, and that was all hidden. And then they brought a big jug of gravy, which I was very happy with, and then a dish of cauliflower, and then another dish, uh, which had in it green beans, peas, carrots, uh, and broccoli, possibly something else, to be honest. Um, it was the biggest meal. I was so stuffed at the end of it. Then I had to have pudding because it was a two course set menu. Um, and I'd ordered the pan not knowing how big the thing was going to be. I'd ordered a panettone bread and butter pudding. I'm not really keen on bread and butter pudding, but I didn't want anything too sweet. And um, fortunately, that was really small. Uh, I, I nearly didn't eat another meal uh, for the rest of the day. I was absolutely stuffed. But it was really nice. The stuff were lovely. Uh, but I won't be coming back. I can't. It's just not, it's not an on-the-road meal. So um, then I stopped at... So I got the charge good car charge which took about an hour and a half takes forever and then um stopped at ferry bridge and i was just waiting for this person to pull out of the charger because uh, he'd got his brake lights on and then probably didn't move for absolutely ages in which time and i was sort of parked opposite in a bay behind it her whoever it was um at which point another car sort of came past looking and then at which point he, of course, decided to pull out and then they flipping well just pulled in. So I was really cross about that. So when I got, so I got to Harrogate, I was, I was all right for charge, but I wanted to top up because I knew there wasn't many places in Harrogate, if any. Uh, so I got here, got to the flat and was met, had a lovely time with my friend, uh, slept not too bad last night and then uh, got up and did all the bits and bobs I've just already described. So I went back to the house uh, the family home, which is the main reason I came up here, because Dad died in 2019. Mum left the home in 2000, and I must have been 2000, early 2020. And and she came down to a a, a home just near where my brother worked, <coughs> uh, so he was close to her, and then. Mum died two days before lockdown, the day after I lost my job because all the theatres closed. And so we had to sell the house in lockdown. Uh, and that was all really difficult because I had to keep going up on the train, clearing. We just had to clear out as quickly as possible. Uh, I keep thinking, oh, where did that thing go? Where did that thing go? But then equally, I thought if we hadn't had to just get out as fast as we did, I'd have spent the rest of my life hoarding stuff and not being able to decide what, what to do with stuff. So anyway, I've got the piano and I've got the grandfather clock and some other bits and bobs, so, and lots of letters my parents have written. So, um, gosh, who writes letters nowadays? I also found in a whole wad of letters that I wrote back in the 80s, uh, all got letters to me. 
and the days when people wrote letters. <coughs> anyway, that's a long, that's another story. So, uh, yeah, so I drove down to the bottom of that cul-de-sac. They've replaced all the windows and doors, and that, which I thought fair enough. And uh, we had a sort of separate garage, which was falling to pieces, and they've replaced that. And it looked nice. It, it was a very sort of very contemporary look inside, which I didn't, I don't like, but um, look, the whole house looked nice. And I thought, I mean, fair enough, they, you know, and I felt all right about it. I went back this morning, uh, having had another trauma with a uh, charging car, and um, in daylight, I hadn't clicked. I got out of the car and looked at it. They, they have a flipping camera right by the front door. So, of course, there's me hovering around looking like I'm casing the joint. Uh, so I couldn't take any photographs. They basically, mum and dad had a really nice rockery in the front garden. Not a big front garden, but it was a really nice rockery. That's completely gone and all paved over. They paved over the drive, which was pebbles. I know some people don't like those pebbles now probably wouldn't like pebbles had I not grown up with it and then there's pebbles down the side of the house between the back door which was at the side and the garage uh they paved all that in the same paving and it looks like the paving goes right into the back because there was a lovely long garden at the back left to right long garden and um because it was the bottom house and it looks like they've just they looks like they've just taken out the whole garden and it looks like they're just paving it all I mean even if they're not paving all, they've certainly got rid of the whole garden. They've also built an extension. Uh, they've extended the kitchen out to the side, which actually looks really nice. It's a sensible thing to do. So I don't find it difficult. I just find it difficult anybody to store in the garden. I just don't get it. I just, uh, partly because of the wildlife, partly because there's nowhere for the water to go. Uh, if we get heavy rain, you're going to get flooded. Our mum and dad were flooded actually once. They did have water quite high um because there's no soil for the water to go into I, it's just crazy but i do understand people don't like gardening but i think there's things you can do and still have a garden uh, that's easy to look after i'm not going to rant on about that so that was sad i have to say that was sad to see a, to see two gardens just gone but uh, anyway i knocked on the door and no one was in so uh and then i popped up to see a neighbor and they weren't in but anyway uh and then so yes yeah, so i found um I was a bit hyper, uh, despite having yoga in a run. Uh, I couldn't find the car. The, there's one charger in Harrogate, uh, in the council offices. Uh, three chargers in, just in one place. By the time I found that, there was uh, people there and somebody waiting. So then there's another charger I saw outside Tesco in Killinghall, which is like a little village sort of joined, not quite joined onto Harrogate, but not far away. And I got there and uh, yeah, there was two chargers and one, both of them were free. So I sat there for an hour and a half. Uh, someone rang me. An hour and a half sounds a long, long time, but to be honest, uh, it goes, if you're looking at your phone and you've got a computer and somebody rings you and you've got a book to read and you've got your lunch to eat, yeah, it goes surprisingly quickly. So um, the car, for those of you interested, the car tends to charge about uh, 1% a minute up to 80 then the, the charge, so if you're on, say, 30, uh, that takes about 50 minutes <clears throat> to get up to 80. Uh, after 80, it slows down because of safety reasons, so the car sort of doesn't explode or something. So it tends to slow down. So the last uh, 10%, 20%, 80 to 100, can take about 40 minutes. So um, I think a charge from about 30 to 40 can take about an hour and a half. 
Um, but if you stop at 80, um, you can charge quite a lot in half an hour. If you're driving around London, it doesn't matter. It's just long journeys. You've just got to charge it up to 100 uh, for obvious reasons. So I'm making it sound more difficult than it is. Um, it's just a bit of a pain because there's no flipping public charges around in Harrogate. Why? Uh, and then that's it, really. Um, I'm, in a, I'm, I'm in a beanbag and I'm absolutely dreading standing up. But and I'm going to do this and then I'm going to go over to Paley Bridge to see my friend. And then tomorrow, I think we're going to go on an hour mile walk. Uh, but I have boots. Um, so it's, it's all fine, actually. I'm on my own uh, and I'm feeling all right. Uh, Lula Bell, Clarice Bouvier is not very well. I've just found out they're in the vet. So I hope that's all right. And um, I think that's it. Uh, I hope everybody appreciates the effort I've put into this sitting in a beanbag to do a podcast uh, because I know people get upset when I don't do it. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening.